Did I make any sense at all? No, you, Joe. Joe, you, you, you were you were muted the whole time. We were just waiting for your lips to stop moving. <laughs> This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with your boys, Rodney, Rob, Darren, and Joe. We're here. We are here, and we're talking Kings hockey. That alone should get us a like and subscribe. Am I right? No. Yeah, from uh, 18,118 people. That's right. Is that right. still the at uh, Staples Center? <laughs> what what Staples Center? Just kidding. It was eighteen thousand. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Where do you guys want to start? Six well, and six after twelve games. What do you think, Joe? Uh, I mean, it's not horrible. I was curious. I meant to look this up, but did they? I think they. That's kind of how they started last year because they. Won the first game, lost six in a row, and I think they won six in a row. So they're kind of probably at the same point. Oh, that's just happened a lot differently. But um, yeah, obviously the biggest positive is like I looked, I did look this up earlier. Uh, before tonight's game, they were uh, I think sixth in average goals for, um, and getting like I think three point four per game, or, or sorry, averaging three point four per game. So that's awesome. Um, Seem like they kind of, at times, have been able to pull their heads out of their ass with the defensive play, and then obviously the elephant in the room is the goaltending. Um, but you know, like tonight, I don't blame on Cal Peterson. Um, you know, he's had bad games for sure, but um, it was you know just a ton of turnovers and real sloppy game as we we're texting what was going on. But overall, I mean. If they just fix, uh, you know, start fix the goals against, you know, stop the the, the crappy uh, puck management, I guess is what you would call it, defensive zone, just the turnovers and so forth. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. I mean, we got three three lines that are scoring. I mean, almost four lines that are scoring. So um, that's huge. So, anyways, that's yeah, what I think. As soon as I heard that the Kings were going to roll with seven D men tonight, I should have jumped online and bet all my life savings that the Kings were going to lose. But was there any explanation for it? Like, I mean, the only thing I could think of is if, if like the other two forwards were were sick or something like that. I, I don't think he mentioned it. I think he was probably worried about like Edler in a back to back with his stamina or something like that. But Darren, did you hear anything different? I, I didn't see anything. I I, I was like just as surprised as you were because same thing like they've plus number one like the lines were rolling really good i thought in the st louis game so like why mess with them but if it's a fatigue issue just you know play 60 and don't play edler if you're worried about edler like and manages and manage walker's minutes if it's walker you're worried about but it was kind of weird normally coach will play the exact same lineup after a win. He hardly ever changes yeah. it up, so that was kind of odd to see. Yeah, that's why That's why I thought Lemieux was hurt or something like, because McClellan never, almost never makes a change if he doesn't have to. Like, even, like, last season we were talking about, like, we were talking about Brown needs to rest on back-to-backs, and if we won the first game, he would play in the second game. Like, it didn't matter. Edler, same thing, like. But I mean, as far as like the six and six, I think I agree with most of what Joe said. Like we we play a good, fun offensive game. 
honestly, if you look at most of the games, we have one bad period. It's like Washington, bad third period. Dallas, bad second period. Like most of the games, it's one bad period where we let in two to three, the game gets out of hand. And, you know, it's just, if we can clean up that one period, I think we, we have a pretty good team. Was it the Winnipeg game where they where they came got they were up I think what three to one yeah 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 that was a kick in the nuts <laughs> that was, that was yeah. just awful they just flushed that one down the toilet uh, yeah for sure those those are the type of games though that like last season the Kings would have those games it wouldn't be six to four it'd be you know four to two where we have thirty more shots than the other team and it's just like yeah they had you know puck luck whatever you want to call it like. And so I, I, those games, you kind of just flush, like you said, but they can just clean up their one period that they seem to be having in a game. That's, I think they can do some good stuff. Rob, what do you think? Well, I think all the fans are just out of control sometimes with when we lose fire McClellan, fire McClellan, uh, everyone has the right lineup if, you know, that they do a better job at running the whole organization. And then when we win, it's like, oh my God, we're so good. Six and six. We were three and three, our last podcast. <laughs> we're six and six. It's early in the season. Yeah, our goaltending has been bad. I think everyone saw it. We, we've talked about it at length on our podcasts that. Goaltending is is bad, and uh, it's you. You can say it's play in front. I don't think it's play in front. I I I don't think I don't think Peterson's all that good right now, and I I, I think he can be good. I've we've seen him be good, right? But I don't. I thought he played well against Toronto. I mean, sure, I, well, sure. That game I was like, all right. I mean, he didn't have to make any like ridiculous saves or anything, but he was steady, you know. Um, and like t- tonight, like the opposite, like or not the opposite, but I don't, I, I don't think tonight he was at fault. I mean, it was so bad. Like, like I didn't, I, would, I didn't, I went to go eat dinner in another room for like what seven minutes or something. I left. It was two to one. I came back. It was four to two. And then like the turnover I saw was just so god awful, so soft. By I think it was what's his name, Kupari, but stuff like that. I mean, the whole game was like that. Just like right, but it, it could have been but worse. What I'm looking at is I'm looking at. Peterson, he he gets too low. There's so much net exposed up high on him. Yeah. Just, and if you look at a lot of the goals that are going in, he's getting beat glove hand high. He's getting sure. bug, bug high. Soft. And, and it, it, there has to be some – they got to see something. He's got to change. He, something's got to change a little bit because I, I just don't think he's very good right now. And like I said, I don't think it's I don't think it's unfixable. I don't think you know it, with the, at the goalie position, there's so many little things, little tweaks, little, and it's a confidence thing. That that is just a weird position that you you could literally catch fire and then not lose for the next twenty games. You know, for sure. But sometimes you can win games or even a handful of games over a period of time, covering up a goalie's mistakes, and vice versa, the goalie can cover right. up the defense. Sure. And I think what we've seen is. When the they have a bad game as a team, the goalie's like kind of matching that and just you know what I mean it's uh everything goes downhill. Yeah. 
but it's just a snowball, I guess. Once, and that's what's kind of like a little bit frustrating. Or most frustrating thing is that when, uh, you know, it just to see it, it just compounds, and like all of a sudden you're like, uh, you know, one after another, or, or you know, they, at the beginning of the year, I think they kept getting scored on, and they would score score back right away. But um, I don't know, and I feel like like in the, I think it was the the Winnipeg game where they just started getting like it was Dano of all people that led to like the the first goal against, which was just such a just a lazy play, like in the offensive zone. I'm pretty sure it was a shorthanded goal and a power play, but either way, like the puck, you know, passing off the blue line, like you know, that puck should have gone down low for sure. Um, but anyways, I'm rambling. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, <laughs> we were it's we're six and six. There's there's so yeah. many there's so many good things to talk about. You know the play of Velarde. Um, the Kaliev being a fourth line guy is third on the team with four goals after tonight. You know, um, Fiala, even though it, it's not putting pucks into the net, he's got quite a few primary assists. He leads the team in points, and you know things are things are coming along. There's there's plenty of good things to talk about. I'm not going to sit here and and go, oh my god, doom, doom, doom. What we do got to watch out though, because is there's three really good teams in the Pacific above us or tied with us and, and above us, you know, uh, Vegas is nine and two now. Um, Oilers are, are as good as, as advertised and, and the flames that with their win tonight, tie us for third. We gotta, we gotta hope we finish in a wild card spot at, at the least. Cause it's going to be tough finishing in the top third in this shitty Pacific division, even though when you're looking at the, the way things are panning out this year, Pacific division might be one of the better, better divisions. So. Yeah. Yeah. But at least, yeah they just got to keep their head above water, uh, right. you know, and then hopefully, go, you know, some, sometimes sooner than later, go on a little bit of a run and, you know, get this right. discussion with the winning record. So whether you agree whose fault, the the goaltending is or not i, th- sure. I think we could all agree that goaltending is an issue oh and absolutely to, yeah. and to have the, the issues that we have and still be six and six for sure i mean how positive uh, that's something you really have to understand that's if you're going to tell me you have the worst defense in the nhl you've given up the most goals after the first dozen games in the whole nhl and you still won half your games i mean that's pretty I, i'll take that yeah, I mean, the silver lining is definitely just seeing a Kings team that sometimes seems to be able to score at will. I mean, not that might be an exaggeration, but I don't know when the last time, if we've ever seen a Kings team since maybe like crap before I was even alive, but like going back to like, you know, the early 90s and 80s where, where it's, you've got that much offensive. Talent. I actually I mean, it's early on. Go ahead. Yeah. The last time the Kings were over three goals a game was oh one oh two, okay. And oh five oh six, they were at two ninety six. And then it was like <clears throat> before that, it was like the, I think it was the ninety four team that was like three five or something stupid. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, having, so it's like, yeah, it's exactly. So yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's definitely not not something we're used to, and it's uh, definitely welcome and. and that's why I'm like thinking too. It's like, would you like rather have it this way, or what if they've lost six games where they were, you know, lost goal and they were in it the whole time, and it was just, uh, you know, more attritional, uh, you know, versus them just 
kind of pissing some of the games away. Right. I, I think being six and six scoring this many goals is a little better than being six and six. Yeah. Two to one, two to one, three, three to nothing, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. You feel like if, if we just tighten up a little, there's a big upswing. We could, you know, there's, there's a lot of upside to the way we're playing. All we got to do is just tighten up defensively. I think we'll be all right. For sure. Yeah. Let's talk Brant Clark. I think we're keeping him. I think management already made that decision. But what do you guys think? I, I mean, I think he's staying. Um, honestly, like I, I, everything that ever it is that they're going to keep him pretty good in some of the games. And I think there was a couple games where he's pretty bad. That Washington game, he was pretty bad. And you're going to be funny, Rob. What's the matter? No, you you call him bad, but you refuse to to say Jersey's a piece of crap. But okay, I, I get it. No, no, no. no what I have it. I ever not said Jersey's been bad? I've I've said Jersey's been bad when he's been bad. Jersey was he had a couple of questionable plays tonight. Where we'd be we'd be above five hundred if it wasn't for Jersey. Either way, I mean, it hasn't been that bad, really. I mean, that's an exaggeration, right? No, two. We, I, I think two games are directly <laughs> for Durson. Oh, I know one hand, they're a real bad turn. The first game, we're, we're going to be chasing him. that point for the rest of the season. We're going to be chasing that one point because of Jersey. <laughs> that first game, the rest of the season. Oh, come on. Yeah, you're, you're not serious. <laughs> but I, I think he's he's definitely earned it. I mean, he's looked better than, than Walker, Edler, any of the guys below him in the pecking order for sure. So, I mean, to not keep him, I think, would be a slight disservice to to us and to him. So, well, I, I, fans. I think, like, I don't know. I mean, I, who knows? They could could just send him back down to say they're going to give him nine games to send him down. But I, I would assume if they were going to have that as kind of like just like an actual start out plan, that they would have uh, spaced the games out a little bit more. Um, maybe brought in some of the guys that they sent down to, to Ontario um, to give them a look and, you know, maybe set up a potential trade, but yeah, which does beg the question, then what do you do with the rest of those guys down there, which is you know, a different topic, but um, I would guess they're going to keep him unless he, I mean, you know, as he had his bell rung tonight, so I don't, you know, he might be out for a few games. He might prolong it. I think it was this, I think it was a teeth thing. He got hit with the stick. It, it was the stick more than the the head that he was like reaching for. I think he was gotcha. telling the trainer to check his teeth for him. Gotcha. So hopefully it was just uh he wanted to look like Dowdy kind of thing. So well, as much as I think he should stay, and I think he should be given more minutes than Jersey. Um, I'll I'll play devil's advocate and sit there and say the whole reason why we we went seven tonight seven D. Is to say, hey, here, you, here you go. Here's your, here's your ninth game, and send them back. I mean, I just think it's a little. It's like you all said, McClellan. It, you could read him like a book lots of times with the things he does. He he doesn't like changing things, especially after a win. Blah blah blah. Why 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 today seven D why, and and maybe they just sit there and see. He's maybe he's not dynamic enough. It, they're sitting there saying he needs to be a top four defenseman. They're looking at him as a five six defenseman. 
So why keep them as five, six? Let's go ahead and send them back down and just we'll we'll try it again next year. For sure. Plus they've got, you know, guys down. I don't know how Bjornfort or uh, uh what's the expense of a plane, but they got guys down there that that are serviceable or should be, right. you know, and you know. So why start his why start the the clock on on the contract? Yeah. And I would yeah, I think I, I, at this point, like at first, I, I was like, "Yeah, if he's good enough to hack it, then let's let him go." But and he, I think he's good. He's good enough to play in the NHL. But I don't know that they're the cost benefit. Like I don't know is he really a game changer for us right now? And I, I think the answer is probably not so much. You know, right? Um, so you know, if we got somebody else that can do what he's doing right now, personally, go ahead. personally, I think he is. Personally, I think he is. It, it should go Dowdy on the right side, and then. And then Clark, I think he's that good. But I'm not running the team. Fair enough. So I, I haven't if, seen him like, honestly, like, I, and I don't hyper focus on him, but, and this is a kind of the cliche, or whatever. I don't ever notice him like he's doing anything like bad or whatever. Right. And he, you notice him involved in play offensively sometimes, but I never like, I'm like, oh, you know see him making like glaring errors and you know uh maybe he has bad, had bad games but like to me for the most part he's been kind of in a positive way not rob do no. you notice anyone that makes glaring errors <laughs> answer seriously as as fans think about it right now who have you said oh my god son of a you did it again I'll say for sure, for me, it's Jersey. I just see him get beat so much, turn the puck over so much. I'm almost wondering, like, if a lot of fans, I don't know, are they not seeing what I'm seeing? And while we're talking about, you know, if you think about it, who are you saying, oh, my God, that I know a lot of people are going to sit there and say, well, Kopitar, a lot of people have been saying Kopitar's not this, not that. Save it. It just makes me so mad when people try and say Kopitar's done. He's, well, we're saying that's uh, patently wrong. So yes, exactly. Exactly, it's just ridiculous. I mean, yeah, he had, like last year he had like the, the year where he's most like I want to say vulnerable or whatever, where he was not as consistent, you know. But still, I mean, even then he was still, yeah. So so Kempe's nine points and half of Alardi's thirteen points. Yeah, Kopitar has it has nothing to do with with Kopitar. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I mean, that, and you know what's by the way, which is awesome that like, they're like for once there's like not not him having to lead the charge. The move of Gabriel Velarde to the top line, and how that's that's really really kind of shaking things up with Fiala going to the third, and it's there's danger on three lines for sure. You know, and and maybe Kopitar, yeah, is he not fast? Okay, he's not fast. He, I don't think he's ever been fast. Has he really been? It's But when I look at a guy like Velarde, you can say Velarde's Kopitar speed for sure. But Kempe, Kempe's flourished with Kopitar last year, and he's fast. He's the fastest guy on the team. So I, I don't like listening to people talk about Kopitar being slow or this. It's just about chemistry and, and who fits what. And Velarde has – it has been an instant chemistry with Kempe and Kopitar on that top line. So it's been really fun to watch. Yeah, I think I said it about uh, – when we said it the last podcast where I was like Velarde and Byfield 
having a ton of chemistry playing because they were able to play the wall and be bigger than everyone. And Kopitar is that, but better than Byfield. So it's like that plays right into Villardi's strength of, you know, we're going to bully you along the wall. We're going to keep it. We're going to cycle it and we're going to make a mismatch and get a goal. So he's been, he's been pretty good this season. We're like 0-4 when he doesn't score. So Rodney, that's your boy Villardi, right? That's correct. Well, I think I'm vindicated for my theory of of uh, three left-handed players in the same line, even with that amount of skill, can present an issue. And I think they were playing. I don't. I mean, they were playing fine together, anyways. But um, I think it makes more sense to have that dynamic uh, right-handed player. And what we only have two, we only have two right-handed. Uh, at least right wingers, right? Uh, yeah, three three right handers if you count Kupari. Yeah, but he's was, part of like the full time roster. Yeah, but he plays. Is he plays all three? Right, like he plays left, right, and yeah. center. And center, yes, he does. Yes. Um, so, but yeah, um, yeah, he has a flat stick, so he can play both ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think uh, the Vardy things makes my heart warm so much, just because I'm like. You could tell, like, you know, um, you know, for first few games, you're like, okay, cool. You know, it could be like, you're just having a good, good, uh, you know, few games, or whatever. Yeah. You could tell he's like a different player than he was before. Um, and yeah, obviously he's going to slow down at some point. I don't think anybody expects him to. I mean, if even if he breaks 20 goals at this point and 50 points, it's still considered a success with even with the hot start that he's had. Um, he just, he's not a liability on the ice and he's, he's a net positive for sure. Um, yeah. And I think that's going to carry on. You put it this way. Uh, I think it's early to say this, but it looks like he will not be a bust. Like, um, yeah, yeah, the 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 skill and all that stuff is pure natural. No, that's I mean, luck and whatnot. Anyway. I mean, the fact that he was like number three in points in his first hundred games, even like even counting this hot start, like he was still putting up points. It, it was just, I think his expectations were too high for what he actually is going to be. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can safely say right now he's playing like a first-line right wing. I, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely, I would think, long-term, a legit top six forward at this point. But, again, it's what, we're 12, 13 games in. It's just, it's not a it's not a fluke, yes, I'm saying. Like, the skill that he was drafted for is, we've seen it, but the consistency is yeah. there night to night. So, so kind of, here's here's a lot, so to speak. At least that's my opinion. Okay, I got some questions. <clears throat> Come All Star break, will Velarde be on the top line still, Joe? Um, I would say more than likely not, just because the way things go, you usually don't stick with the same top, same three players on any line. I mean, the only one that really was like, for my memory, consistent last year was the second line. And they seemed well, even then that wasn't until December or January that it really started. Yeah, that's true. So, so yeah, I mean, there's going to be ebbs and flows for sure. So I would say, so you, you don't think Velarde will be on the top line 
come Monster Break? I, I don't know. I mean, it's. I think it's certainly possible. I mean, the way. It, so it, I'm asking. But, I'm asking. But no, no. But yeah, I mean, who, I'm not. I'm not Nostradamus, but yeah, you are. Um, I, I think it makes sense to leave them there until you know. You know, just this, make this your prediction. Thing. So this, this is yeah. No, no, I understand that, but I want to bring up too, like the, the putting Fiala on that third line, if you want to call it that. The guy can create his own chances and create stuff for other people. I think it makes sense to spread the wealth around. You know, I don't think they're loading up on the top line by putting Velarde there. If anything, they're spreading the wealth around more. Sure. And, 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 and it's and not like also, we're, we're not like a team that only runs, like we're not running our first line more minutes on five on five, like all three lines roll five on five. So it's like, He's still getting almost the same amount of ice time, even though he was demoted. Like so, Darren, it will he be on the top line come All Star break? Velarde? Yes. If I was a betting man, I would say no, but I'm going to say yes because I'm not a betting man. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So the next question, Darren, Mm -hmm. will Fiala be on the third line come All Star break? Again, I think so. Yeah. Because I think they'll okay. they'll like him there. I, but here's here's the other thing too. Last season, Fiala was really good with Boldy, and I think part of what he does well with is playing with the kids, the guys who play a little bit more free flowing. You know what I mean? Well, so I think he, people might not be field. people might not be familiar. With, Matt Boldy is was a rookie on Minnesota last year. I think yeah. a big issue with that is Matt Boldy's an absolute stud. Oh, I, I agree, but. Okay, Joe. Do you th- will Fiala be on the third line? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> will Fiala be on the third line? Come All Star break. Uh, I mean, if yeah, I guess if uh, if Velarde's on the top line, then maybe yeah, yeah, that would make so sense. you, you uh, guys make sense. You guys make thing, sense. No, no. But the thing is, like, we're calling them the third. Like, just like like I didn't I didn't know this. I, I'm taking Darren at his word. If they're spreading time equally through the the, the four lines and even strength. Then you know you can say it's the third line, but Fiala is going to get top line, top first power play unit time, well, and yeah. that's what a couple so things there. A couple things there. You shouldn't take Darren at his word because they they don't. It's not equal equal. You got to understand Kopitar and Dano. It's are, true. It's are within minutes. It's within minutes. Like sure. minute. But you know, um, if he's getting like close to you know whatever, if he's getting like 17, 18 minutes a night, like. Even though like he's your highest paid forward besides Kopitar, and that's that was going to be my next comment. I don't, I don't care, I don't care. Like, like that's meaningless. If he, to me. if he performs at this level on the third line, I, that's fine. Like, if that's I don't where care the chemistry is. That's where you go, right? I mean, yeah. like particularly 100%. because he goes down that line and they have what three goals yesterday? Was it from that line or yes, and a goal tonight? Yeah. Yeah, so right, yeah. you know, at some point, maybe they'll be getting more ice time than you know Deneau's line. You know, yeah. and so yeah, I don't, and, and I'm glad. I'm by the way, I'm glad that happened for that reason. I mean, I think we've been ta- we've talked about this before about spreading the the time through uh, the rest of the players in the team because particularly because look, if you're not going to keep Grunstrom long term, but he has potential there, you might as well maximize it now. And so that you get something out of it. I mean, I would like to see him be with the Kings long term. And I think where he's at now is great, you know. Um, you know, uh you know, I would honestly like 
to send by. I think Byfield really should have started the season off for the minors, and I doubt that's going to happen at this point. But I really think that would be fine to to do at this point. Um, I, I don't know what you're gasping. No, just because I want to keep the roster the way it is. No, it's, it's I, I, Joe, I'm I'm just always telling you the counterpoint stuff. I agree with yeah. it, almost everything you're saying. Yeah, just people. Just the whole byfield that is a polarizing. Right I mean, like the team's fine with the way it is. I mean, yeah, you could say that he deserves to be there besides Kupari, but I don't know. I mean, again, that goes back to, and it's. I guess maybe I should back that up a bit because it's uh, it's fine what we're doing right now. We're t- we're 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 giving Grunge some more time. We're actually getting to see Kupari play, and they're playing with a guy who's a world class talent. Right. So it's it, you know, this is the time to do it. Beginning of the season. Um, there's not room for all these guys. I, so, somebody, somebody's going to have to go. I'm going to give uh, Kupari a little love and because he's been playing pretty well the last few games. But he, he might be the best-looking guy on the team. Hey. He's a cutie. Physically? Yeah, he's a, he's a good-looking dude. I, good. I, he looks like Leo DiCaprio to me. He looks like a... Like a little boy. If I'm yeah, like Leo. He looks like Leo DiCaprio right after what's eating Gilbert Grape. He's good looking, man. Uh, so really quick on Byfield. You know how it took everyone is uh, happy about Velarde finally doing well because of uh, all the health issues he had for the first couple years and everything. But they hardly mention the fact that the Kings moved him over to the wing, and that's when he really started excelling. Is there a chance? I know the Kings really want Byfield to be the next Kopitar, the next big center. Is there a chance that he excels if they move Byfield to the wing? What do you guys think? I think that experiment's less likely to happen just because of the fact that we have so many left-handed players. If he was right-handed, then I think that would be more than likely to more of a, a chance of it happening. I don't think we're at that point yet. Like he's got to fit in. Like, I mean, he had a spot as, as third line center and I don't know why they moved him out specifically. I don't know if you guys could probably feel I me mean, in. they could keep him with Kapari. They just change roles. So you'd still have a lefty and a righty in that same unit. Yeah, no. Um, I'm just but, saying he's, yeah, a, he's yeah, a young I mean, kid. He has all the pressures of trying to play all the defensive things that centers do. Why not just focus on uh, your offensive game like uh, they let Velarde do for a while? Well, I mean, again, we talked about this, but like, I still think he should have started the, the season of the minors just to, to you know, dominate, get confidence. And I don't think he played bad this year. He, played, he looked like he fit, but, you know, part of that angle, the reason we got on, on onto that topic because I was talking about we have all these players and, you know, by – putting um, Fiala with Kupari and Grunstrom, you've now really spread the wealth and there's, you know, you, you have an opportunity to roll three lines that have lots of offensive talent. I mean, if anything, you could have, you could have that line develop into the line that deserves to be playing more minutes than um, Deneau's line and have him be a third line center again. I mean, I know that maybe not be popular just because he was, productive last year, but he can shut people down. I don't know. I just point being is I was a big fan of like, if we could get back to the, like, the way it was like when the Kings did win cups, they were able to roll all four lines. Like the, you know, you, you didn't have a concern about um, 
I mean, obviously, Copeland are still getting getting the starts in the defensive zone more than I would like to see them the, actually to move away from that where where it's uh, like you have to know to to do that and whatever. I don't know. I just like to see the ice time spread evenly, and through that you're going to have players like Byfield, Kupari, Grundstrom, uh, Kaliev, all those guys are then become tradable assets that if they're producing because they're actually getting a shot to play. bite your tongue about Kaliev. I get it. I get bite it. Your tongue. Somebody's, people are players going to get players going to get traded. Uh, somebody's going to get moved that somebody likes, you know, it's the bottom line. No, we you talk know? about that all the time, but, uh, and it sucks. It, I mean, it does suck, but it's a good, good problem that we have. Did I make any sense at all? No, <laughs> Joe. Joe, you, you, you were you were muted the whole time. We were just waiting for your lips to stop moving. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, fair enough. Anyways, so all yeah. that to say, you'd be fine if the Kings sent Byfield down for a while. Yeah, I mean, if he's not going to be playing, I you know what's 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 the hurt? You know, it, it's all that to I say. Know, like the thing is, like I don't, I don't think I have like I, I'm not like a, a GM of a team. Like I don't have that mindset. To me, it's like fuck, I would set them down for a week or two, and then send Kupari down for a week or two, and just roll people. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> if people are performing at a high level, then keep them there. There's no usually just shuffle people around. But the problem I had like last year and stuff, it's like we're depending on the first two lines, and then you're like putting somebody like Grundstrom, like I. You know, I, I I do like the way he plays and stuff. And I find it funny that you're giving that guy nine minutes a night when it's like he like you know we'll run through the boards for you. So you think the coach would like that? And the guy has clearly has hands. It's hard to score a lot of goals when you get eight nine minutes a night and you're not playing every game. And you're you know, you know. Hey Darren, has uh over the last couple of games has Grunstrom's time increased since uh. Fiala's been put on his line. And, yes. And, and I, also I so. now that he's playing on the PK a little bit too. So he's sh- Right. Well, I have those numbers. I, I mean, I just looked at him before we got on that uh, Grunstrom's playing is almost 12 minutes for the season, which which is a f- like 20 seconds more than, than Lazat and 40 seconds more than Kaliev. Well, he wasn't playing more than ten minutes tonight last year. Well, he, well, he's he's up. His average is up to eleven forty-seven now. That's good. I mean, I just think coach would like him more. You know, it seems like sixty minutes would be better, right, Joe? No, not at all. I don't think that at all. I, I honestly, where where he's at right now, like getting to play with people that have talent. Like, I, look, I don't. I think he has the ability to potentially be a second line forward. And I think if the Kings do move on, that he will probably get there eventually. Now the Kings probably have players that, that, you know, are, are I mean, Rob will hate me for saying this, but I, I, I would keep him over Kaliev. Like to me, Kaliev's kind of a one trick pony. Like he's got a great shot, like, but I don't really see him doing a whole lot other than scoring, like, you know, great goals. Great, you know, amazing shot. To me, like, Brunson's more of a complete player. So if you're going to – to me, Kaliaf should be the player that you expect to be a 30-goal sniper. I think that's what his – He'll never be on the fourth line. What's that? No, I know know that. That's that's what I'm saying for Grundstrom, too, is, like, if we want those players to get to – 
that level, you can't just give them seven or eight minutes a night, like what was been going on the last year or two. So it doesn't matter if it's Cali, if Grunstrom, even Byfield or whoever, any of these guys that we think have a high ceiling, you got to play them. Like you got to find a place to, to, to put them and it can't be just for one night, you know? Um, so that's again, why I'm, I don't, I don't know. I mean, did, 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 did coach explain why he put uh, uh, Fiala on the third line versus was it a, was that a promotion? He was saying it was like a, a system thing. He wasn't fully making the right plays and he wanted to break up that line. And yeah, I know, mean, Kempe and Kopitar have the chemistry, so he wanted to move Fiala. That was kind for of sure. And, and, think. and the thing is, Fiala was still producing even on that line. But if you can, if he can produce at the same level playing with Grunstrom and and, and what's it, uh, uh, Kupari, Kupari yeah. or Byfield, then you do that all day long because you're spreading the wealth. Like, um, and I don't care how much he gets paid. That to me, it makes no difference. If yeah, the guy can produce sure. 60, 70 points. You know, and he's not playing with Kopitar and making that money, then that's awesome because that, that means you're getting presumably getting production out of out of two uh, lines, yeah, yeah, or three, hopefully, you know. Yeah, right. I took three Adderall today. <laughs> <laughs> that one he's leaving. Oh. <laughs> um, Grunstrom is probably. A little more complete player, I agree. But I'll take I'll take Kaliev over Grunstrom all day long. That's why it would be fun to see Kaliev with Fiala passing there would be awesome. And you gotta understand also, um you know, by the time you're twenty four years old like Grunstrom is, they're he's he does need to be showcased right. He he needs to be given a legit chance. He needs to be given the minutes. So we know what we got. You know, can can he yeah. or can he not? You know. So I do agree with you about all that stuff. For and sure. I think he's capable. Yeah. But if he gets shipped away in a package deal, I'm still a fan of the Kings. Me too. Me too. I, I don't love him that much. I, I'm not a player guy, anyways. First place. I the the whole reason that kind of became my thing was just more of just of like why isn't that guy getting time? Like he's like you know like I, yeah I repeat myself but like just the, the guy does the things that you would want a player that's playing, you know, if he's supposedly a skilled player, he's getting his hands dirty, you know, right. and playing, playing the game the right way, then you're not getting rewarded with the, you know, the play with the very skilled guy for a couple extra minutes. Right. And, but, and yeah. being fans, the fans that we are, we like, we like who we like for the reasons, right. That we have, you know, I I love our first line because they're all 6'2", 6'3", 200 pounds studs. And Darren likes the second line because they're 5'10", 5'9", you know, little guys. So, <laughs> Well, I you know, actually, I thought about this the other day, though, like for real, um, in, in, in relation to like our little discussions here, is uh, I, there's not a player that like, you know, that I don't like on the Kings right now where like it's a person – a player where you're just like, oh, he's going to screw stuff up. Uh, I, there's Maybe one. Peterson? Peterson there's one. Playing? Yeah, it's Peterson this season. Yeah, and Peterson yeah, playing goal. I'm like, all right, yeah, well, we might, we're probably going to lose. but. Um. So, so you, uh, I'll, I'll take that a little further, Joe. There's usually a guy that, that just irritates me. He's the Muzzin. No. From, the, from I, you know, well, Muzzin, Muzzin never ago. irritated me either, but 
there, there's all there, there's Mo been Motrin, guys yeah. that irritate me, but Peterson doesn't irritate me because I like Peterson a lot and I want him to do well. So it makes it's it makes me feel sad when he's not doing so well. And even all the Dursey talk that I that I talk crap about Dursey, he doesn't irritate me because I think he's pretty damn good. But he's just dumb. He makes bad decisions. He's he's worse than Dowdy. Well, I when, think he's like kind of guilty of trying to do too much this year. Right, exactly. He's like. trying to do things he, he can't do. Yeah. He's trying uh, to out earn his contract. Yeah. F- for sure. I think if he just like move him to maybe, right maybe wing. Play, maybe move him right wing. <laughs> no, but if he just if he just made the the, the play that the coach wants you to put me right you know versus spinning around and trying to blind a you know blind pass across the center. all that's all that stuff he did last year when he when he was you know dropping gloves and and sticking up for guys and all that stuff that's very endearing you know you sit there and go I, I I like watching those players so nobody nobody irritates me at all on the team like years past you know what's funny about like this that topic in general like of defensemen getting crapped on by fans or whatever and you can go on like any like team's uh page on like hf words and read comments and it's just like there's always like some scapegoat and it's like usually a defenseman it's, it fucks up for the most part it's like oh whatever he still scores you know he scored two goals last night it doesn't matter that he gave up threw one up the gut and then you know ended up in the back of the net you can look past that when you're a guy who's your only your only job really is your focus of your job is to make sure that the team doesn't score get a, get good offensive chances and you make bad plays it just you know people hyper focus on it I'm honestly Mata. if if you if you read like every team's fan page on on HF boards or whatever you would imagine that there's like three good defensemen in the NHL that's it <laughs> exactly like, you know it's like yeah. like and Drew Doughty wouldn't even be one of them like right. <laughs> So it's yeah, it, it's it's definitely from being a fan's position, like you know, it's very fickle. Uh, yeah. Hey Rob, since the know, Bruins are your second favorite team, <laughs> seems like you're always bringing bringing up the Bruins when you make comparisons. But uh, do you watch a few of their games? Yeah. What are your thoughts on Derek Forbert now that he's a Bruin? How's his play? Well, it's it's still the same as it was, not on the Bruins. It's okay. I don't know. Okay, and then what about uh, yeah, McNabb? Yeah, you, okay, so, so now that you're bringing that up, uh-huh. I was just thinking about McNabb just the other night about how I can't. I, he's I liked him so much when he was with us. I, he got crap so much crap. Like I, I it, again, like it's, if it wasn't him, there, like, what's his name? Muzzin was that person at some point. Um, Whatever, like you know, the Kings had like one of the best defensive teams, like through twenty twelve through twenty fourteen, and and then like, you go on the Kings uh, message board, and then people are crapping on one of the six guys, and it's like, you know, what Scuderi, even when Scuderi was good, like, like people would like you know harp on him. It was like basically like. Oh, Robin Regeer. Like, oh, he's slow. Yeah, Matt Green. People used to talk crap about Matt Green being For too sure. slow and too. And yeah. Crappy. Which he was, but missing on the king block shots. Um, so it's it, it's yeah, it's just it, I don't know. It's hard for me to be critical like defensemen unless they're like just glaringly bad. And I think 
you know, I crapped on Ali Mata last year, but he was definitely a turnover machine, a lot of soft plays, whatnot. But he, you know, he also, you know, again. It's yeah, one of those things, too, where he earned it at the beginning of the season, but by the end of the season, he was a really solid defensive defenseman for us. Yeah. Darren, anything to talk about? Uh, I can, uh, yeah, we can talk about how we need to fix our friggin' penalty kill. That's, I mean, if that's going to be, that's the one thing that's killing us in those bad periods. I mean, Coach Darren. Look at, yeah. Uh, I, I have no clue how to fix it. I don't think there's different guys who they want to try out there because our defensive forwards are the guys they put out there. So I don't know if it's a goaltending thing or a style thing, but. You just answered it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it. The the big cliche, your your yeah. number one penalty killer has got to be your goalie. True. I, I I have noticed, though, since we moved to that wedge plus one system that a lot of the rest of the league likes to run, where it's like they keep the three guys in the middle, and then they have that one forward who has to sit there and go back and forth and back and forth. It, it I don't know if that system works. Like it, it just doesn't seem like it works for the Kings guys. Like, I don't know if it's just because like Kopitar and Dano are so used to playing the box, and now we're asking them to try and play a different system or something. But I don't know. Quick shout out to the two LA Kings fan talk fans that recognized me in line at the Kings game. Oh day. yeah, hey guys, we got we got a celebrity alert. So, quick shout out to you guys right there. I wasn't even wearing my hat, and they still recognized me. Um, anyway. Good dudes. Oh, the meet and greet in Vegas went well. How'd that go? You know, had like seven guys show up and say, hey. And then I asked them for their autographs. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I, was in Vegas, I was in Vegas last weekend. And don't you remember we were going to have had the little meet and greet? Um, I th- I missed. Oh Wait. no, yeah, you yeah you weren't with us the last the last <laughs> podcast. We're was talking it, was about it, was that the one in your bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kings fans, that is our show for today. As always, stay classy and go Kings, go. Go Kings. Yeah, go Kings. All right, go Kings.